Uh, welcome back to another episode of Too Much Time, the podcast where two friends have too much time. And also NFL quarterbacks, do they have too much time or do they don't? Is a minute 47 too much time for Kirk Cousins? Is it not? We'll discuss on today's episode. Thank you for joining us. We are once again joined by high school football legend Steven Soto. Thank Welcome you. back to the program. Thank you. Glad to be back. He's very excited. He's very excited to be back. Uh, he put together a whole spreadsheet this time, outlining all the stuff we're going to discuss so he can be better prepared. So we'll have all the tea and all the news on this oh. overreaction Monday. Oh, damn right. Way to overreact here. Is Kirk Cousins broken? Do we Kirk bench Baker? More to come. What the fuck, Rams? <clears throat> All right. Where should we? All right. Let's, let's start. start with the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. What is going on with this team? Are we good? Are we bad? Do we know how to throw the ball more than four yards? Is it the refs? Is it Dallas? Is Dallas good? Why do we always lose to white quarterbacks with red hair? At Andy Dalton. The ginger machine. What in the world? I don't know. I don't know. I I just, I don't know. I, I watched that game with you yesterday, and the whole time I'm like, what is going on with Kirk Cousins? These reads are there. You got the talent, to be honest, as much shit as I give them. But it's, I feel like when it's prime time, it's got to be in his head. This man is seven for like 16 or something like that at this point on primetime games. Um, primetime Kirk is a real it's, problem. It's definitely a thing. And then I'm also seeing that Viking fans, um, and I know this isn't the majority that are actually smart, but Viking fans are calling for Zim to be fired. And I don't think that's smart at all. Fucking dumbasses, if you ask me. Zim's a great coach. Yeah, he's a great coach. I don't – I just don't understand. I, I, I don't know. It's got to be in his head. I, I'm, I'm watching this game, and they're literally – I don't know how many third – there's probably 8, 10, 12 third downs. we got like third and 8, third and 6, third and 10, and Kirk just checks down every single time. Like maybe like 10 third downs in a row, he just – Throws to the screen, throws to the flat, whatever. They get three yards, and then you got to punt on fourth and three. Like, at some point, like you got to throw the ball. Like, I don't know what, what, how scared he is, or like what's in his head, but something's going on because you got to throw the ball past the first down line. As crazy of a concept as that is, and you got to trust your receivers to get it done. Because the reality is, completely, you know, Minnesota Vikings bias aside, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are two potential top 10 talent receivers like oh for sure i wouldn't i wouldn't put adam Thielen in the top 10 right now but like talent wise and his ability you know you have two top 10 receivers at the end of the day you got to throw the ball and you got to let him go to work you got to give him a chance and you're just watching you're watching cooper rush and this is exactly what he's doing he's letting cd land make a play he's letting amari make a plays and they're getting first downs well, that's that's the thing. I, I watched them play yesterday, and I see Cooper Rush, and he's reading the defense and giving – or just playing the defense. He's just doing what the defense is giving him, you know? It's like the the Vikings yesterday were just loading up the box and saying, you know what, we're not going to let you run. And Cooper Rush is like, fine, I'll make these throws. If I fuck it up, I fuck it up. And Kirk, I feel like it's too much in his head where he feels like he has to be, be perfect. Let this sink in, man. My man – Kirk Cousins makes a shitload of money, and he just got beat by Cooper Rush. Who the fuck is Cooper Rush? No one knows. Two days ago. Also, the Vikings went one for thirteen on third down, the worst third down percentage by any team in a in a season. One for thirteen. Oh that's, my gosh, that's just crazy. It's so bad. And you guys just resigned him, didn't you? Signed a two-year extension in March. So I guess, yeah, I guess we got him for this year, next year for sure. Yeah, and you guys just resigned Zim too, which again, I don't think Zim's a problem by any means. Um, yeah. I think your offense looked kind of lazy. I don't think there was that much creativity, to be honest. 
I think Kirk is a little bit of a problem. And I don't even think the old line played that bad. I really don't. Like, I know your old line sucks, but it's not, it, it didn't play that bad for Kirk Cousins to be doing that bad. No. I don't know. I don't know what it is with them. I just, I don't, I don't know. You go out and you play a good game against Arizona, a team that's, that's just riding right now, with the exception of Thursday. And you honestly, you almost beat the Bengals, which was a surprise, but it turns out the Bengals are decent. So maybe not the worst game for them. And we got a couple wins. So we're not bad. Like we have some talent. We got on paper, we got some, some stuff going on. And then you just go out and you lose against a freaking backup quarterback. What? What are yeah. we doing? This game was supposed to be your gimme game too. It was the third string quarterback. It's the Vikings' chance to get closer to the division or wild card spot. And now I don't know when your guys are going to win because you got the Ravens off a bye. I would say that's a loss. Um, you got the Chargers. I would say that that could be a close game. You got the the Packers. Um, yeah, I'm giving that to the Packers. I mean, I'm biased, yeah. here, but because the Vikings, I mean, they're still a physical team, so it'll be a hard game. But I'll give that to the Packers. They got the Niners. That's that's pop, that's a win. I'll give you a win. Lions win. Steelers. I don't even know what the Vikings anymore. I just I don't know. I don't think you guys are making the wild card. That's all I got to say. Well, that really is the funny thing about the NFC because the reality is that, that like the sixth and seventh spot, because there's seven, there's seven seeds, right? Yeah, seven seeds now. So seven. So that six and seven seeds are very open right now. Like literally, if you look at the NFC, and you take out the top five teams that are pretty much a lock. You got my internet would load. You still have the Rams. You still have the, I. I got it pulled up here. So excluding the current division winners, which, like you said, it got it locked. So the Cowboys, the Cardinals, the Pack, the Buccaneers, all kind of have it locked down there. So those all got that's four seeds right there. Then you got the Rams, the Eagles the Niners and the Seahawks and the Bears and the Saints all in the running and the Panthers technically. The Vikings are Yeah, the Vikings are tied here with uh with the Rams, the Niners and the Seahawks. Potentially that whole division could go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got I mean the Vikings the, now are 3 and 4. You have six teams at three three wins. And then Carolina. Yeah. I mean you got I mean you get two free wins here with the Lions, so that that, that goes to your benefit because the Lions are cursed and suck. They just stink. But Lions are so bad. They're trash. But it's then we got we got the Eagles in the running here who are Building roots in the foundation here of of gardening, mm-hmm. but it worked. They just they destroyed the Lions. Now is it because the Lions suck, or is it because the Eagles bought into Coach Sirianni and and gardening? I don't know how you can't buy into I that. If our listeners don't know, look up Coach Sirianni's pump up speeches about gardening. That's I kid you not. That is all it is. All right, what's our – we got Magic Mike next, the White Lightning. Do we do we go ahead and uh, say bye-bye Zach Wilson? Do I, do I look here at a quarterback that's winning games and a quarterback that's lost all of them and just be like, nah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Magic Mike. I'm a believer in Magic, Magic I think, Mike. Baby. I think the locker room got won over by Magic Mike. Like, like kidding, all, all jokes aside – I do think that the locker room got white, got bought by my, oh, Jesus Christ. By it's not, it's not looking good for Zach, but I don't know. I never, I mean, it's not a great day when I am more pumped up about the Jets than I am the Minnesota Vikings. 
I just think that's not a great day football. But he looked good. I mean, 405 yards. The man is slinging it out here. That's the most by a quarterback on their debut, if you didn't know, um, excluding Cam Newton. Um, so that, Are you looking at the next Cam Newton? I mean, I don't think so, but I think I think I think he's good. I mean, he looked fine. I mean, he was studying. He's there as a vet because he's been in the league for like five years. He's there as a vet, mm-hmm. trying to help Zach Wilson. And if I'm if I'm if I'm Mike, I'm I'm thinking here, Zach. Are you are you the one that's supposed to be helping me? Because I fucking won here, and you suck. That's, that's not an easy team. No, they're not. I, I, I should know. They they are my defense on fantasy, and Magic might cost me this game. Screwed him. Screwed the pick him. The white lightning just cost me and a bunch of people that bet on this game. Tons of money. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? Magic Mike, Thursday night against the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Probably a terrible game, but also probably fun to watch and play. Oh, it's always fun to watch to watch Carson. Let me just say this real quick before we move on to Carson, because I also want to talk about Carson. Uh, I don't know how I would feel if I were a Jets fan. Like, on one hand, I'm just so happy we won this game. The Bengals are a coming-up team, probably going to win their division. I mean, they look really good. And then, on the other hand, we have Zach Wilson here that doesn't seem to be doing anything. And he's a, a high draft pick here, obviously our future. What do we do? Especially if, if, if he keeps balling out like this and winning games for the next three weeks while Zach's out? I don't know how I feel if I'm a Jets fan. And Rob Sala said uh, when they asked him... Um, if uh, it's going to be a quarterback battle, he said nothing's impossible, and then, uh, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, shit, I didn't mean that." And then he like backtracked. I forgot, but it's it's a funny interview. It's uh, he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck, I didn't mean to say that." <laughs> Zach's probably like, shit. "I mean, what do you what are you supposed to do if you're a quarterback and that's or uh, a coach in that situation? You just threw in your backup, and he just went off. Your rookie's struggling." I mean, I don't, I don't want to compare to Brady, but hey, someone, someone gets hurt. Next guy up, next guy looks good. I'm not putting you back. And I mean, Bill mm-hmm. Belichick did that and never looked back. And look at Brady, greatest of all time, unfortunately. Or do we have a Jimmy G situation where he'll play for three games, and then Zach will take back over, and someone will pay him. If he has three good games. Let's put a wager. What do you what do you think? I think you know what? Let's put a wager for the next next episode. We'll we'll bring it up again and we'll see we'll see how we feel. Right now I'm 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 riding high on Mike, but we don't know yet. This was one game. I can't be making these wagers based off one game. But I'll bet you a case of whiskey that Matt, Mike's gonna be the starter for the next ten years. Well, it looks like I'm getting a case of what if it is a case of whiskey? What whiskey is that? Like 24 bottles of whiskey? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm betting. <laughs> it's like $400. Hey, man, that's what we're betting. That's the odds here. I'm getting drunk 24 days in a row. On the other hand, we have Mike's also playing uh, Carson Wentz, who is just a roller coaster of emotions when you watch him play. This man is standing in his end zone. He says, fuck it, I'm going to die. I'm going to switch this ball to the left hand and just chuck it straight up in the air to where the defense scores. And then somehow this man brings him back to overtime and then throws another ship interception. And Carson's just, Carson's going to Carson. It might, I, I may not have seen a worse interception in my life. Oh, watch him play. It's like watching you play tennis out there, like trying to switch hands. I mean, this is—he doesn't know what to do, so he switches hands. <laughs> hey, two yards into the end zone. Maybe that's what Carson's thinking, you know? Because sometimes, to both of our surprise, it somehow works. And I'm like, who needs a backhand? We could just switch hands like that. But to Carson, it's not working right now. So stop doing it, for fuck's sake, Carson. Dude, Carson doesn't know what he's doing out there. Never die. <laughs> He just 
I think he genuinely looks like what he says. I think he looks like he's prepared to die on every play. He's trying to take on five guys, throw it with his left hand. This man's going to, he's willing to, you ever seen those like TV shows where they like, or like where the spy puts the, the little Swiss army knife in their mouth. I feel like he was willing to carry the football in his mouth and just stiff arm bitches with both his arms. Carson's just. What kind of spy movies are you watching? You know they put, they put the Swiss Army knife and then they cut they cut the the wires or whatever. Shut up! You know what? The point is, Carson is crazy. And they cut the red and green wires. Yeah, yeah. They put they put it in the mouth and for some it, reason. Yeah. I immediately I was thinking Joker. Like I don't know what you're. <laughs> Putting knives in people's mouths. What kind of podcast is this? I wouldn't be uh, shocked if the Jets won that matchup. It would be a terrible game for sure, but entertaining. Hopefully. All right, let's talk about the Rams. What the fuck? That's all I got to say. That's that's all I got. I just – I – clearly, for our listeners, I am a hard, diehard Packers fan. Um, Love them to death. And I feel great right now. Um, later on in the show, we'll talk about best overall NFL team, who we think it is. I have a strong argument for the Packers, but after today, recorded as of November 1st, the Rams out of nowhere got Von Miller. What the fuck? Von Miller gets traded to the Rams for, I believe, a second round, the third round pick. Yeah. What? But also, the Rams have no draft capital at all. They they are just drafting like sixth and seventh rounders. So if they honestly don't win a Super Bowl this year, they're kind of screwed because they have no cap space. Vaughn's only a rental for the end of this year, and then he's a free agent. They have no money to sign anyone. They're kind of screwed if they don't win the Super Bowl. Which Vaughn adds a lot, but he doesn't add that. He doesn't move the needle to me that much more. I mean, I think it, I mean you look at a Rams team that that basically I th- I think is good enough to win the Super Bowl now. So it's not like you need a piece. You're not sitting here like you're Aaron Rodgers. You're missing a wide receiver, like some piece that could put it over the edge. So if you, I mean, you got a chance to go with Von Miller, who's was the the best player on the Broncos. I he's not. I mean, he's just he's just adding. I mean, how much pressure do we need? We got pressure from Edge now. We got pressure from McDonald. We got pressure from the safeties coming in. Jalen Ramsey's all over the board. I think, I mean, the Rams are live or die right now. Like they're they're run and die for the Super Bowl. So I, I like the move from them. I think it's I think it's good. I think who cares about your draft picks at this point? Put all your eggs in the basket. It worked last year. It worked. I think it worked for the Broncos even like five years ago. So they're putting they're putting all their eggs in the basket. They're trying to make it work. I like it. I. They, I mean, who's going to stop them now? Honestly, they're routing people. I think the, I think the NBA side of you is speaking right now. The super team side of you is speaking. I do think it was a, a okay move. He's Von Miller's great. He's a very good player. I would disagree that he was the best player on his team. Um, that goes to Mr. Bradley Chubb or Patrick Sertan, who's looking awesome. He's a he's a he's a vet. I mean, he's great, but also when you got Aaron Donald and three offensive linemen are gonna just take his ass. I mean, Von Miller is gonna win a one on one matchup any day. So, yeah, I mean, the Rams, the rich got richer. Is literally the first thing I thought immediately. Um, I still think uh, there's three three NFC teams up there. The the Bucks, the Pack, and the the Rams, but I do think the Rams are are a little, just a little bit higher right now. Uh, a couple weeks from now, though, the Packers and the Rams are going to play each other, and hopefully by then the Packers are finally healthy. And if the Packers look this good, unhealthy, these these bitches are limping into games and winning. <laughs> I mean, we got John Wick out there. Yeah, I mean, he can win any game he possibly want. So speaking of limping into games, Adrian Peterson's coming back. Nice. Let's go, baby. Derrick Henry, the man, 
goes down with a metatarsal something foot bitch fracture. Hey man, we're not doctors here. No, I, yeah, it was a fracture of some kind. He goes down for the year, and who do we bring in? But Adrian fucking Peterson. You know it all day long. You need a third down conversion? Adrian Peterson. You need to beat the shit out of your kid? Adrian Peterson. This man can do it all. Who can come back from the 20 ACL in five weeks and rush for 2,000 yards? Exactly. This man. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, there really wasn't any other options out there other than a trade. So I, I think Mike Vrabel can make it work, but I don't think he'll replace Derrick Henry by any means. I think, especially at this age, this man's like 38, 36. Oh, let's go, dude. That's all I I'm very excited. This is going to be awesome. He is 36 years old, but he's healthy. He's ready to go. He's like Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry was Derrick Henry. Yeah. Fits that system perfectly. I tried to pick him up on waivers, but I have a feeling that someone else is going to grab him and he's going to have a higher no, thanks for ceiling than me, so I might not grab him. But if I lose this week, then maybe it won't make a difference. But Adrian Peterson... Posted on his Twitter account all day, he says. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited to watch it. He's ready. It's going to be a fun time. He's ready to go. Adrian Peterson. Or he could honestly get like 40 yards a game. Just throw to AJ Brown all game. but Which would be great. It's fun to get excited. Great for my matchups. That would be really good for your team. So can we discuss what what happened in the NFL yesterday? All the backups won. The day for backups. It's the day for backups. Who who did who are we missing here? Backups. We got we got White Lightning. We already spoke about the Cowboys. Who's, who's who are we missing here? Geno Smith won a game pretty soundedly. Yeah, that, that's correct. Oh, Trevor Simeon, the Trevor goal Simeon. gets taken down by Sim. I mean Simeon. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna happen quite a Trevor I can edit that up. Not Trevor Simeon comes in first game since twenty seventeen, I think, maybe. And just controls the game, does what he needs to do. He looks I don't good. Know what it is. He looks good. Me and you were watching that game together. He looked mm-hmm. he looks good. He looked composed, he looked like he belonged. He was throwing some good passes. Yeah, and at the I was, I was impressed. Yeah, in clutch time, he looked like he knew what he was doing. He looked like he. I mean, I sure hope so. He's been in the league for a while, but mm-hmm. and and the Saints' defense, they look really good. They shut down a Rod. They're they're making Tom Brady see ghosts out there. This man, speaking of Halloween, this man was seeing Casper out there. <laughs> He's just chucking it. He's throwing it. He's seeing three of everyone. Yeah. This... That that was a terrible pick you threw at the end, but yeah, I mean, I I I'm happy for all the backups. I love watching backups win and just come in. I mean, I don't know who the Vikings backup is, but they might need to look into that. Yeah, I don't even know who the Vikings backup is, but we got to throw them out there on prime time. Get a little Cooper Rush situation. Oh, uh, you know how me and you talk about how you're starting to become a little bit of a a Packer knower. You know the Packers more than you know the the Vikings at this point. Who's the backup of the Packers? I know I know some Packers players. Who's the backup? The, back, of, the backup quarterback of the Packers. Yeah, do you know who that one is? Yeah, it's um obviously Tavares Jackson. Ah, uh, you still for the bitch. <laughs> Still, still Brett Hundley. Still Brett Hundley. All, these years. all right, <laughs> so it's uh. Oh, actually, let's save this one for the end. Um, so I was looking into some trades just because I was so pissed about the Rams. Uh, some trade targets for the Packers. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but like a week ago, Deshaun Watson tweeted or Deshaun Jackson tweeted that he uh, yeah. he wanted to get traded out of the Rams because they're not using him. Obviously, after that, like two weeks, he went off. Yep. And immediately, I thought the Packers could use him, considering Marquez is out. And I'm willing to trade anything but a first to get Deshaun Jackson. This man still has the speed. He can get behind any bitches. He's great. I mean, maybe if he... Never mind. 
Um, yeah, that would be a bad option. I mean, you guys need like anybody at this point. We really don't. I mean, we obviously we do. Talent, talent would help, but I don't think we need as much as as much as you always make it seem. The the Packers here, we're the scheme is great. If anything, we would need a tight end now that Tanya's out, but Mercedes looks fine. Um, Josiah DeGuario, you saw him play a little bit. He looks good. Um, honestly, with A-Rod and Devontae and Alan Lazard and is coming back, I don't feel like we really need that much more. Marquez is back practicing as of today and potentially playing this, this Sunday against the Chiefs. So I, if anything, I think we need a corner because Yari is going to be out. He's the only one that's probably not coming back, um, which is a big blow. So if anything, that's the only person. The person that's that's a lot of uh, people are tweeting about is Evan Ingram to the Packers, the tight end from the Giants, who, as a Packer fan, I would hate that trade, to be honest. He's great. He's really good. Talk about another weapon for Aaron Rodgers. The problem here for me is that he's always hurt. It's like, an, I think the Giants as a team just is always hurt. Saquon, Blake Martinez, Evan Ingram. They have good players, but they're always hurt. The best thing to be in the NFL is not hurt. So you can't prove what you got if you're not on the field. So I honestly think the Packers can compete with anyone as long as they have Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think they need to trade anything. Unless it's Deshaun Jackson, but I just don't see Brian Guntagunz being the dope that he is being willing to trade for Deshaun Jackson because he th- he just values trades over anyone. So that's my rant of the day. Is Deshaun Jackson, is he really the guy you want? In the locker room too. Like he probably he'd get like three targets a game and like complain about that too. That's fair, but honestly, the Packers locker room is great. I mean, and I don't mean to say I think most of our division locker room honestly is great. I think the as far as the Bears, it's just the Midwest. Like we're all here, guys. We all know the weather is shit here. To be honest, I think everybody in the NFC North hates their hates their their tans. So, I think that most locker rooms in the NFC North are pretty are pretty good, to be honest, including the Vikings, the Bears, all of them. So I think I think Deshaun Jackson will be fine, and it's like it's a culture thing. Like the Packers always have a great culture, so he would be good. I think anybody would be good. I mean, if Tom Brady can make Antonio Brown stop having CTE symptoms, <laughs> I think I think Aaron Rodgers can Dr. Brady. Call him Doctor Brady. Out here curing CTE. All you gotta do is run this route that I tell you to do and not get your ass kicked like you do on every single play. And also stay off Instagram. And uh, stay out of the fitness facilities. All right. Now, time for the debate portion of our show. I don't know if you still feel strongly on this, but I I thought we should discuss since the Browns' offense seems broken because they lost to the to the non-salami beaten Ben Roethlisberger. Um, do we, can we just, you know, he stopped yanking the salami. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's why he's like, that's good now. Yeah. He's, he's got the issue all along. Yeah, he found, he found the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen to that. And mm-hmm. he stopped yanking the salami. Right. Can, <laughs> maybe that's part of it. Instead of TB12, maybe it's, Maybe this is the new. Maybe maybe if his hand his hand isn't wet, he can get a grip on the ball. Maybe it's, maybe that's what it is. We found it, guys. We figured it out. So the Browns are, look terrible. They didn't look good. Their offense to me just seems like it's. I love Kevin Spansky. I do. If I were him, I would bench Baker until he's quote unquote healthy and put in case. Case and Stefanski seem to have a very good chemistry going on. And, I mean, Case went to the NFC Championship as a backup um, with Kevin Stefanski, with the Vikings team, which is basically the same team that the Browns have right now, nothing but running and defense. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I think I think Case is, is a very good quarterback, underrated. Um but I think he's one of those quarterbacks that only works with certain coaches. I really do. Like assistant quarterback, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I know you disagree with me, and I have some stats to back me up. You got, oh, you're ready to go, huh? Oh, I'm ready to go. 
the question okay the question is at the end of the year do you get rid of baker and keep case or do you keep baker at the end of the year because it's not who starts now like if baker is is playing he's going to play they're not going to put in case when baker wants to play even if he's semi hurt like he's he's going to play i agree but honestly if i'm the gm of the browns i'm going to let baker walk because I don't think he pushes that needle that much. He's a glorified game manager. He really is. He does bring that intensity out of a quarterback that you rarely see. It's kind of like a Tom Brady, like he's just cussing motherfuckers out. But I personally, I'm not going to waste all that cap room on someone that isn't that great, and I'd rather just load up somewhere else to better win me a championship, especially considering Case Keenum can do the same things. Do you know, career-wise, Baker is a solid 26 for 26? Mm. Here we go. Win loss and Case Keenum is twenty eight for thirty. This man has two more wins, and also four, four 20... more losses. Yeah, his career quarterback quarterback team records oh. twenty eight for thirty, and Baker over here is twenty six for twenty six, a solid fifty fifty. We get it. Case is an old man. Case is undefeated as a Browns quarterback this year. It sounds like he's thirty games defeated. No, this year he's undefeated. Baker's lost three, four. He's lost four games this year. Yeah, so far I'm feeling good about my argument. You got any more stats? Uh, there's a, a QBR, but I can't find any more. But I know that their QBR is basically <laughs> the same. Basically, I, I I thought I was. Oh, here it is. Here it is. His career QBR. His Q, career quarterback rating for Baker is eighty nine point nine. Let's find out what cases. Okay, hot start for my guy. Hang on, give me a second here. Ah, crap. Where'd it go? Oh, here very, we go. Very excited. 85.2 for Case Keenum. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, a lower. Barely? Are you serious? Hey, hey, you, said, you said two more wins is better. No, that's that's my point, though. Honestly, though. Barely is right. Like, joking aside, here's my point. Okay. I'm going I'm to give you some I'm being serious this whole time. I'm, I'm going to give... All right, so... Back in the day, my mom and my family, we were broke. We grew up on some food type, food stamps out here. I know you're white and privileged, so you don't know what I'm going to be talking about. But for our listeners out there, if you've ever tried Tang, it's like this orange powder, right? Uh, trust, yeah, me, trust me, I'm going somewhere. And we couldn't even afford the Tang. We used to get Tank or something like that. It, it was like <laughs> super generic. It tasted awful. You had to dilute that shit so much. You had to dilute the dilution. <laughs> it was that bad. So to me, Case Keenum is just the diluted version of Baker. He's like it's he's a it's he's a little less talented, but he's better. He tastes better. Okay, that sounded bad, <laughs> but but you see, I, to me, that's that's who Case Keenum is. He's not as talented as Baker, but he's better. He makes my team better. He's not going to just try making putting the team on his back. He's going to run my system and do it right. That is Case Keenum. That is my quarterback. <laughs> Put in the hammer down. Put in the hammer down. I don't even know. I don't even know. What to- yeah, you can't even respond to I that. Think, so you're you're saying you you want the diluted tang over the high quality target tang, which is what Baker is. I'm saying t- concentrated tank t- is just awful and just makes you choke. AKA Baker makes you choke. You want you gotta put some water. You gotta sprinkle some players on there. Sprinkle some cap space. You gotta go with Baker the diluted stuff. Baker makes you choke. Oh God, <laughs> let's let's keep it professional here, please. Yeah, the, the case tastes good. Like case, case tastes good. Yeah, like the diluted tank. The diluted, cheap, food stamp tank. It wasn't even tank. It was like tank. <laughs> that being said, I think the Browns are going to go with Baker, but I I wouldn't. I just don't think he moves the needle. I I would go with Case. I really would. I think he runs the system better. I think he... I think Baker kind of just tries doing too much sometimes. 
how long are you going with Case? Is this like a like a? It's a one year one year deal. We'll see how he does. It's a one year we'll deal. There you go. Yeah. Um. If I if I'm not if I'm not, it's like you with with when you you recently almost bought a car. It's honestly like that. You 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 were like, hey, this car looks nice. I see myself in this. And then you you went to sleep on it before you signed the papers. And then you woke up in a cold sweat. Like, what the fuck did I just do? That will be the Browns. That will yeah. be Kevin Stefanski. It's like, I'm going to sign Baker to this mega contract, give him Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen type money, a little bit less maybe. And then they're going to wake up in a sweat and be like, what the fuck did I just do? If he's just not your guy, he's not your guy. It's fine. Let's admit mistakes. We're all human. You didn't draft the guy. All right. All like, right. He, he's fine. He's good, but he's not that good to get, give that much money to when the team is just loaded. And really, you just need a good system quarterback like Case Keenum or someone else that could be coming. I'm going to go with Case. <clears throat> all right. You seem to be losing this debate. That's all I got to say. I, I think uh, Baker. Baker's the guy that you play. Let me explain. Firstly, Baker Mayfield is the greatest Browns quarterback in the last 15 years. That doesn't say anything. He is one of the best quarterbacks to actually continue to start more than like three games. He led them to the most wins and the most playoffs. You drafted him as the guy, so you stick with him as the guy. He's been getting better and better every single year. He's working out too much to the point that he's hurting himself. He's getting himself jacked in the offseason. He's doing progressive commercials on the side, so you can tell he's multi-talented. He can do it it all out there. He knows how to manage his time. Baker Mayfield is all the fighter, all the passion, everything that you want in your quarterback. He gets hit on Sunday, goes down, gets drilled on his hurt shoulder, drops on his off shoulder, gets up, and just throws a punch into the air. Like, nothing's wrong. Super fired up. That's the guy you want to play for. You don't want to play for someone like Case Keenum, who is just this old veteran backup quarterback who goes in and throws six-yard dink and dunks all day long. You play for Baker, who's going to take shots. He's going to throw it down the field. He's going to be fired up about his team, fired up about the playoffs. And he's just getting better every single year. And the reality is, is there's not that many great quarterbacks out there apart from Baker. At the bottom line, Baker is better than Case at the bottom line. He just is. And he's getting better all the time. And a lot of your stats are skewed because he came into a terrible like Cleveland team and had to suffer through some really bad, a lot of bad losses and bad teams right away. So I bet you if you look at like the last 15 or 20 games and not the whole thing as a picture, it looks a lot better for Baker when he's getting a better team and a better system and a better quarterback. And there's just nobody else. If you get rid of Baker, there's just nobody else in the offseason to to pay or find. There's, there's no not a lot of great quarterbacks in the draft, and you don't want to take a risk on another rookie. When you, you spent the number one pick on Baker, you commit to him. There's not that many quarterbacks going for free agency. At the end of the day, Case is a great backup. He's a good veteran, and he knows what he's doing. But he's not the guy you want for the whole year. And as you said before, Case is the luckiest bastard out there on the field ever. I mean, some of these throws, he's snaking between guys. He should have like 1,800 picks, and he just gets so lucky with some of these catches. And if you put him in for an entire season, eventually that luck runs out. No, I mean, as a Vikings fan, the luck ran out there. And the luckiest throw in the history of the Vikings. And then the next game got squashed. Which is exactly what would happen if you put him in in the Browns offense. He's just going to get absolutely squashed. They'll win a couple games. They have a good enough team that they might squeak some wins out. But long term, you're looking past Baker's injury. you got to bet on him. you got to bet on the guy that you drafted. You bet on the guy who's getting better. You bet on the guy that you're building this team around. And you're betting on somebody whose ceiling is much, much higher than Case Keenum. Because at some point, at some point, you gotta you gotta pick somebody. I mean, the Cowboys, 
Dak Prescott looked a lot like Baker for a couple of years. And they just decided to bet on him, and they finally paid him, and he got better and better and better, and now they're arguably one of the best teams in the East. Or in the definitely the best teams in the East. One of the best teams in the in the NFC. So at some point, you bet on Baker, and you just Case is a great backup, but you put the money on him, you ride him out, pay him at the end of the year, and let him continue to build this team, let him to continue to grow. And uh, yeah, they're a little. I mean, the Browns are looking. They're looking alright at the moment. They're struggling a bit, which they always tend to struggle, even though their roster is stacked. But Baker also literally has a broken shoulder, and I don't really know why he was out there even playing, to be honest. But assuming he comes back and gets a little bit healthier, I think you've been a Baker, honestly. So I don't know what the deal is with with, uh, with Case. Case is a great backup. Baker Mayfield's your guy, man. Put the money on him. Pay the man. Not that he needs it, but already lives in your stadium anyway, so you wouldn't even have to walk very far to go sign him. All right, we done now? We we done? Did you admit defeat? Because I definitely won that. Oh, That's no. I'm about, I'm about to take you to school, so put on your backpack, son. It's huge. First of all, huge you started your argument. I took some notes here. The Browns are the Browns, my guy. Yeah, there was no good quarterback for 15 years or however many years. Who gives a rip? There hasn't been a good quarterback in the Jets for like 10 years. Even longer. The last good quarterback is Joe Namath. I don't give a shit about that. That doesn't make any sense. I don't care. Okay, you're bound to wind up with a decent quarterback. That doesn't mean I'm going to settle for a decent quarterback. Then, you mentioned um, that you draft a guy. I should go ahead and stick with the guy. Uh, Do you remember this guy named Josh Rosen with the Cardinals? Literally the next year got drafted. Uh, the Cardinals drafted the next year, Kyler Murray. That seems to be working out way better than them sticking with a guy that's like a third-string practice squad quarterback on the on the Dolphins. You mentioned um, no potential uh, free agent quarterbacks. There's quite a bit, actually. There's Aaron Rodgers, which I honestly would hate. I don't see him leaving, to be honest, actually. But it is a possibility, and the Browns could... Uh, could try uh, saving some cap room for a Rod. That that is a, a good option. Russell Russell is not happy in Seattle still. Russell definitely wants to leave. We got Baker, which again that's another target, but potential free agent. But we got Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky is definitely going to leave. He's going to leave the Bills. He's not going to be a backup his whole life. And honestly, I'd say Mitch Trubisky and Baker are basically almost the same quarterback. He looked fine with the with the. That's what I'm saying. Baker looks fine. Mitch Trubisky looks fine. Trubisky is not even close to Baker. Mitch Trubisky. And then Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon, if he keeps looking good with the Saints, (laughs) Trevor Simeon looks better yesterday. Granted, Baker is hurt. I'll give you that. But Trevor Simeon yesterday looked better than Baker did by a lot. Trevor Simeon, is he's not going anywhere, dude. He's staying there. Jameis is done. It's Simeon's team now. Yeah, that's my point. But but you're telling me what if what if the Saints are like, hey, you know what? Jameis is healthy again. We're gonna stick with Jameis. Trevor Simeon's gonna walk. They're gonna trade him, or he's gonna walk and get paid a shitload of money if he if he keeps looking how he looked yesterday. So that's another option. And then uh, no one's gonna want to play with Case Keenum. Everyone's gonna want to play with Baker. Yeah, Baker's a great guy. But if we can keep winning with Case. Nobody's going to remember who the fuck Kate Baker is. Nobody's going to care. Also, the Vikings all played for Case Keenum as soon as Sam Bradford went down, and they were happy doing it because they were winning. Everybody loved Case. I would argue Viking fans and Viking players loved Case Keenum more than they ever have loved Kirk Cousins. Kirk was getting booed yesterday at halftime. <laughs> that was hilarious. Typical Sunday. And then don't you ever compare Dak Prescott and Baker Mayfield in the same sentence. Baker's been in the year in the league for four years. This man's quarterback rating has been 93, 78, 94, 90. Dak Prescott has been in the year for six leagues for six years. His lowest rating 
has been a solid 104.9. They are not even in the same sentence. So, do, do, when you... They're very similar teams, though. The Cowboys looked a lot, I and mean, they were just... They were in the same thing as the Browns, but there's winning... Cowboys didn't, Cowboys didn't have a good defense until this year. Remember, that that was their biggest knock um, yeah. coming into this year because their defense literally sucked last year. It's crazy how much two guys, really one guy, Micah Parsons, added to that defense. We're getting rid of Jalen Smith. See what that does. And it doesn't do much. He's on the Packers, and he's not even playing that much. Like, he looks good when he's in, but he's really not in that much to do much. I, I think Jalen Smith's lost a step or four. So, again, I think I won. When you go home later to mom and dad and they ask you what you learned to school, what you learned at school today, you can be like, I learned that Steven's always going to beat me when it comes to football debates and that the Browns should definitely go with Case Keenum. On to... I'm going to give it to you just because I, I think you need it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> On to more fun topics. We, we, we each are going to get a say here. Um, it's not really a debate. We're just going to say what we think about each other, I guess. Um, who do you think is the best team in the NFC? Then you're going to say, who do you think is the best team in the AFC? And then who do you think is the best overall NFL team? Okay. As of right. right now. As of right now. All right. Yeah. And I guess you couldn't, I wasn't going to include Von Miller because I made this outline before that happened, but I guess you could include Von Miller. Um, yeah, I would include it. Don't say the current. Right. Okay. Do you want to go first? Um, I can. Um, I, I'll give you some time to prep. Um, I'll be quick and easy. I think the best team right now in the NFC is the Packers, obviously. Best team in the AFC is the Bills. Even though they lost, I think it's the Bills. Um, and then best overall NFL team. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give it to whoever comes out of the NFC. Um, just because I I think the best team in the NFC right now is is the Packers, but with this whole Von Miller situation, I have to see how that looks, and I have to wait and see how the Packers look once we're healthy, which could be as early as this coming up week or in the next two weeks or after our buy in three weeks. Um, because the Packers, Matt LaFleur does have Sean McVay's numbers, just like Kyle Shanahan has Matt LaFleur's numbers. For some reason, we just don't lose to the Rams. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna stick to that. Sure. Um so best overall NFL team, whoever comes out of the NFC, the AFC this year, I think looks pretty weak. I'm not gonna lie, especially with Patrick Mahomes looking a shell of himself and running away from any pressure. Um yep. so that those are my picks. Whoever comes out of the NFC. The Packers and the Bills. I respect that. I think those are good picks. There's just in the. I mean, I also would choose the Bills because there's just no. I don't trust any of the teams that have good records. Like I don't. I mean, the Titans six and two. They're barely winning games, and they just lost their running back, who's like they lost their, team. their offense. They're, that's their team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. The Raiders, they, I feel like the Raiders have done this every year in the last couple of years. Where they, they're just winning all, they win all these games against like bad teams, barely. The Raiders they are the... record, but they just fizzle. I think the Raiders are the Vikings of the AFC. They are the best of the worst team. That's probably not a bad comparison. The Ravens, I do not trust the Ravens, dude. I, I feel like... You should not be relying on your quarterback to have to win every single game in overtime in the last possession. Like, I don't know how many overtime games they've had this year, but, like, I feel like every time I watch them, it's some super thriller of a game, which is, like, fine. But ultimately, if you're trying to pull a 17-game season and you're trying to run through the NFL playoffs, at some point that luck's going to run out and you're going to miss a pass or miss a kick. And I just I don't I don't know I don't trust them so I don't know what they're gonna do. They're definitely gonna win on Sunday against us, but I just don't I don't trust a team like that that's just barely winning games, even if the record looks good. Um. So, 
I would I would agree with the with the Ravens um, that you don't trust them. However, I do think the Ravens are a year or two away. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I think they look awesome. I think they're a year or two away, considering what we know now of the Chiefs, who they beat by one point. What we know of the Lions, who they beat by two, and that was a miracle field goal that they won by. Like like you're saying, like they went to overtime against the Raiders. They went to overtime against the Colts. The Colts looked decent if Carson steps thrown with his left hand. <laughs> Um, but there is, remember when we didn't make a podcast episode last week, but I coming up to the Cardinals game, I told you the Packers were going to win. And the only way they were winning is if they follow this blueprint, you could just literally run the ball because they have a terrible run defense and you just keep Kyler Murray off the field. You just win in time of possession. And that is exactly what they did. You just, you throw dink and dunks because all they ran was Tampa Jew two. And then you just run the ball and keep Kyler off the field. So the same is literally said with um, with the Ravens. There's definitely a blueprint out there to beat them. Honestly, the only team I don't know if there's a blueprint to beat is the Rams, and that's because I haven't watched many Rams games, but that's because they're loaded everywhere. But the, the Ravens, you just really run quarterback spy, which is a lot harder to said than done. Try not getting juked out by Lamar. But... Yeah. Just do that and shut down Hollywood Brown, which it shouldn't be that hard if you just put a safety over it. And then there's definitely a blueprint to beat him. I mean, if the Lions almost beat him, that says everything because they're biting kneecaps off, but that still not, isn't working for them. I think they, uh, I think they tried. All right. So you said Bills, AFC. Who do you got in the NFC? The NFC. I mean, I think, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I hate the Packers, so it's definitely the Rams. <laughs> I respect it. But also, the, I mean, the Rams, like, they, it's so weird to see them fifth on this leaderboard because, like, they're 7-1, and one, and they're winning games by 30 points. So, I mean, this is the complete opposite of the Ravens, where they're not winning all these overtime games. I mean, they're, they're out here, they're blowing teams out. Like, they beat the Bucks by 10. And I think there was a garbage time touchdown in there, so they were up like 14 or 17 in that game. They won against the Giants by 30, which is the Giants, but still. They were up, I think, 35 nothing on the Texans. So they're playing bad teams, I guess, but their only loss coming to the Cardinals. That's what I was going to say. My only oh. issue with the Rams is that they really haven't played that good of competition. Their biggest competition were two teams, the Cardinals and the Bucks. And the Bucks, there was a garbage time uh, touchdown, which the game was over. I don't know why they threw that. But then the Cardinals, the Cardinals mollywopped them by 17. Um, so really, you could watch film and see what the Cardinals did and try copying them. And then we play the Titans next, who isn't that hard now that Derrick Henry's gone. And then they play the Niners, who seem to be terrible. And they play the Packers, and after that, they really just have the Cardinals, and then that's their schedule. Everyone else yeah. should be an easy win. So Which that's kind of yeah. That's some side of the coin, though. Like they're, I mean, they don't have a hard schedule, so they're going to go fifteen and two, even if they're not necessarily the best team because there's no one on here. Oh, I agree. I think I think they'll probably win the one seed just because of schedule, because the Packers do have a shit schedule. It's hard. It's a pretty hard schedule. I mean, the Rams have two hard yeah. games, the Packers being one of them. Um, I'd argue the Chiefs is always a hard game. So the Packers have that one. Then they have the Rams. Then they have the Browns. Then they have the Ravens. And the Vikings, I mean, two Viking games in there. The Vikings are always tough against the Packers. I mean, divisional opponents are always hard. The Vikings and Packers always tend to split it. So that's, yeah. that right there is a solid six games still left that are decently hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys got it tough. Yeah, I don't know what the Bucks did to, or paid to have an easy ass schedule as Super Bowl champions. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So who's your best NFL team? The Bills or the the Rams? Right now, neutral field. Who are you? Who are you putting your money on? Right now, I think the Packers are actually the best team. Even though I hate them, I don't hate them. That's not true, but. I mean, it's it's back to the point where, I mean, the Rams are beating teams, but they're playing easy teams. And then the Packers are beating difficult teams. I mean, you got, I, I don't know. I mean, not a ton of difficult teams, I guess, but 
The Bengals were a solid matchup. You could squeak that one out. You just can't bet against Aaron Rodgers at this point. I legitimately, I, I think, from an, un, you know, from an unbiased perspective, I mean, the Packers are probably the Super Bowl favorites. I don't know, like... I don't... They, they're not. They really aren't. And I don't know why we don't get respect. I really don't. Um, we're beating teams that are hard teams. And we're beating them with a... Like I said, we're limping into games here. Like... We're on our fourth and fifth string corners picking up guys from grocery stores, Rasul Douglas and everyone. Granted, AJ Green totally shouldn't have done that, but I mean, a win is a win. Nobody's going to remember that next year for Pete's sake in like three weeks. No one's going to remember. A win goes down as a win. So, and then Sedarius Smith is coming back in like two weeks. Bakhtiari is coming back this week, which means Elton's going to finally play his natural position. And then our, our center's coming back. Our old line's depleted to like third stringers, and we're still making teams not get sacked. Aaron Rodgers has only thrown one pick since week one. I mean, talk about turning things around. And I'm not entirely convinced, to be honest, if that wasn't a statement game by Rodgers saying, like, I hate this team, or I hate Brian Gunagunst. Get him fired. And then they ended up, apparently had a good conversation, and he's fine now after week two. But I'm pretty sure that that could be like a, He's kind of petty, and he might know that they were going to be fine, where he totally could have thrown that game away. If you look at that team, they look like they didn't care or tried. And that's what me, you, and Autumn have been saying this whole time. Rodgers looks like he's having fun. Yep. He actually looks like he's like trying. He's like yelling at the defense, something I've never seen him do in my whole life of watching him play, which I love. And I, I agree. I think if we get healthy, I think they're a team to be reckoned with. Considering Elton Jenkins shut down Aaron Donald in the playoffs, I mean, I just, I, I don't see the Rams. I, I mean, I, I let me say to be clear. I mean, the Rams could clearly beat the Packers. It is the NFL, but, and I'm a little biased, <laughs> but I, I don't feel I feel worse about playing the Cardinals than I do about the Rams. You never know. Yeah. All right. So, know. should we move on then? to our last topic of the night. It's our last topic. Our last topic is our fun topic. So uh, this whole Brady situation happened with the football where Mike Evans gave it away and the fan kept it or whatever. Literally a at least $800 ball, $800,000 ball. Uh, considering his first touchdown pass went for five hundred k, I think this one would go at least for 800 at least. Me and you think we should, as soon as I get that ball from Mike Evans, I'm leaving. Game's over. I don't care if it's the first drive, second drive. I'm I'm heading out. If if Brady wants this ball, he can contact me, reach my secretary. I'm I'm out. You reach my people. Did that guy know that it was the 600 ball? Do you think he was just like, hey, this is it? Oh, definitely, because he said no three times. So they had to be like, hey, Brady wants this ball back. It's a 600 ball. Normally he wouldn't ask for it. He said no three times, so he obviously knew. In my opinion, if you say no, and then they come back, and then you say no again, get the hell out of there. Why are you still there? Because then it's awkward, because this guy's coming back. He's really not making the price much much better, because he didn't get the Bitcoin until a lot later. So, yeah. And I still don't think even with the Bitcoin, he got compensated that, that well, to be honest. Um, yeah, he off. Huge ripoff. Yeah. I'm leaving. So anyways... That's not part of the debate because apparently, according to all our friends, that's a very hot take. I don't know why. Our friends are kind of dumbasses, if you ask me. Mostly because they're the only ones listening to us talk right now. Shout out. (laughs) Shout out. So um, the prompt here is you get five footballs of all NFL all time from the beginning of the NFL. You get five. You get to keep two and you get to sell three, which changes a lot if you think about it. What which NFLs are you? Which balls are you picking? Do you want to go? You go, then I go, or do you want to say your five and why? How do you want to do this? Um, I don't even know if I have five, so we can bring it down to two, just, two and two if you we'll want. We'll see what I have, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, what like I don't know what significant moments I would really want. I think. I would want well. So I'd want the Minneapolis Miracle Ball. 
I think that'd be cool. And then the Tom Brady ball, I guess. We could throw that in there. Maybe, I don't know. If I can take it like one anything significant, let's put, uh, we'll put the Jerry Rice ball in there for classic. And I want, I want Blair Walsh's best kickball. Then you shank to the left, just for hilarity. And one more. Yep, one more. Uh, I want maybe like maybe like Adrian Peterson's three hundred yard game. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's super high. I think it was like three hundred six yardage. All right, that's that's those are some of those are good. What was your third one? I, I didn't get it. <laughs> some of those are good. <laughs> that third one. The Jerry Rice catch, maybe. Oh, Jerry Rice catch, yeah, that's that's maybe. a great one. That's extra great. So of those five, the Minneapolis Miracle, Brady Six Hundred, Jerry Jerry Rice, Blair Walsh, and AP Game Ball, which two are you keeping and three are you selling? I think. Well, let's see. I'd keep the Minneapolis Miracle, on, and I would keep. Gotta keep the six hundred. I guess I would. Yeah, I guess I would, I would keep it to, to sell it ultimately. Yeah, that's fair. So, so does that count? Like does that count then? I don't think that counts. Then. <laughs> I don't. I mean, say like if we're selling three, but is like my selling? Are we giving them back? Or are we? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're a Minneapolis fan. I would keep the Adrian Peterson ball. I'd keep the Minneapolis Miracle, Adrian Peterson. It's your thing, but I think that's I'm, keep, I'm keeping. I'm keeping the Brady ball just to sell. That's cheating. That's selling. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'll keep the I'll keep the I'll keep the Andrew Pearson ball shirt. All right, that's right. So you're hang, hang that one up on the wall. Those are two good sells: the the Brady six hundred and the Jerry Jerry Rice catch. The Blair yeah, Walsh so missed field goal is not a good sell. Walsh's mom may want that, I suppose. Uh, that would be hilarious. Probably get money for it. Maybe Blair Walsh will want it back. Maybe kick it again. All right. So the the balls I chose here is I want to definitely keep Aaron Rodgers' Super Bowl touchdown throw. Any of them. I, I'm not going to be picky here. Just, preferably, there's not many to choose from. Well, there's four. Four more than Vikings have in history. So, But preferably the, the, the perfect throw he threw to, to Greg Jennings in the corner route over um, Ryan Clark. That's the ball I would, if I could pick, that's the one I would want to keep. Um, I would also want an ice bowl game, the famous ice bowl game, the NFC Championship, second ever NFC Championship. Vince Lombardi, it was a negative 36 degree weather game. Look it up. Versus the Cowboys. Freaking wild. I would I would want to keep one of those balls. I think that would be awesome. Now to sell, I'm going to sell the Russell Wilson interception Malcolm Butler ball in the Super Bowl. Not only... Nice. Not only is it a great Super Bowl in our time, it's a historic moment that's going to live in infamy, infamy. Like, just people being like, why the fuck didn't Marshawn Lynch run it in? And what was Pete Carroll thinking? So, that's one of them. I'm going to want the game-winning touchdown throw that Tom Brady threw against the Falcons when they were down. What was it? 28-3? to 3? 28 to 3, man. Yeah. Classic. That one. I want I want that I want to sell that ball too. I think that's gonna that's gonna be some some good one. And then my last ball to sell. I haven't actually I'm not gonna lie, I, just because I watched it live, the Minneapolis Miracle was was in there for me. But now I don't oh, you know what? We're gonna keep it with the Packers. Oh, now I kind of want this ball, but I have to sell it, I guess. I want the first Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary, that uh, Lions Hail Mary that where he threw it for 63 yards, just like a total of 100-something yards just straight straight in the air, Rodgers to Rodgers Hail Mary throw. I think that was an awesome throw, awesome moment as a Packer fan because nobody remembers what we were just getting destroyed by the Lions at the beginning of the game and came back and won it in a Hail Mary. So that's that's the ball that I would sell. 
um it would hurt me to sell but i would that's bankrupt steven selling time that's what that is yeah so we got too many good ones on that list so we gotta sell some of them yeah so those are those are my five all right well that's the pod that's the podcast that's all i got sounds good podcast episode two Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for making it the first listen of your day. Absolutely. Way to get your day started off on the right foot. Happy to provide you with the information needed for a successful day. The information that an average NFL fan wants to know to become an even more mediocre NFL fan. That's what we strive for here at Too Much Time. Hot takes of two idiots. Ah. Cut. Thanks for listening. Tune in again in the release episode.